When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast. Like training to have a fat upper pussy? No, no like, you know, you gotta... You gotta t- Oh no no no! Was it Fupatoni? No 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 no! It it was it was because I said that when I sat on the toilet, my uh, you had a foop. I had a fupa. That's the word. Yeah, it was sitting on my vagina, you know which men actually can have fupas too. Yes, I do. I've yeah. seen them. Yes. Yeah, that's why I work out every day. <laughs> Constant struggle to not have a fupa. So struggle is real. <laughs> is this thing on? Did we start? What? We we always just start. Just I, you know what? You, you you talk about fupas and. Can you like just gain weight just in that localized area? You think I mean, because if you if you tried really hard, I don't know. I mean, I would. Mm. I, would <laughs> I think that's genetics. Like fupa loading. Fupa loading. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. I mean genetics and also just fat. I'm sure you could figure out a way. I mean, I'm just gonna say what I'm thinking. <sighs> what I'm thinking is this. Um, mm. I was like, I don't have a microphone. We're sharing microphones okay. because we're losers and forgot that one of our cords doesn't work. Well, it's either the cord or the mic. We're not we sure which know. one, but we've we've localized one cord and one mic that might be the culprit, and we're not using them. No. Um, but we hey, are- guys. Welcome to another episode of Between the Reps. <laughs> Wait, I don't, the music, like, we don't hear the music. I like the music. No, that's done in the after. I know. Do you want to just false advertising? I'm I know. Done. I'm out. I'm honestly, I'm done. honestly, I'm a fan of the pod, so I like I like the music. Um, what I was gonna say, actually, you know what? We don't need to talk about my fupa. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, we won't. Okay, hey guys, if you're watching, you recognize there we have a guest on. His name is a friend of ours. His name is Steve Rubio, and he is a recruiter for the 49ers. And also a fellow fellow lover of vodka sodas. That's what we're drinking right now. Double vodka sodas. If you are listening, hold the soda. If you're listening, uh, meet Steve Rubio. That's not water, I promise. We don't drink water. Water. Mm. Hey, Gina, were you hungover this morning? Yes. (laughs) 
Me too. Yeah, all every yeah, every single person out there is gonna be so shocked. Like, what? She didn't find the loaded white claws in the store, though. I did not. You should try the corner store here, though. There's a good chance they have. Oh. I went to. I was. So I was. I've been in L.A. I had. Um, I got my hair done. Uh, Looks phenomenal. By thank the way. you. Yes. Nailed it. I did, however, I was staying at a hotel that I love to stay at in L.A., the London, and I wash. I tried to like not wash my hair. Because I just got it done, but I washed it one day, and it isn't it crazy how water just from like establishment to establishment or home to home can be so fucking different oh, yeah. and ruin your hair, mm-hmm. ruin it. Is it ruined? It's not ruined. It feels like it is. It feels like it's. There's no coming back from this. I have str- either. It feels like someone either lit my hair on fire and put it out, but it only fringed the ends. Or it feels like I have hay for hair. Well, no, I always say that. It's like a, it's like you have a whisk broom at the bottom. It's like if you, if you braid your hair, it's like a little whisk broom. <laughs> I, got, I got back into town today. Steve also got into town today. He picked me from the airport. Sweetest. And we're podcasting. It's Friday? Yep. What? I actually, uh, I was hungover this morning. So was Gina. And I for, I actually kind of forgot that I was I coming home on Friday. You weren't hungover? I forgot it was Friday. Oh. And I was like, Good oh, sh- oh, shit. I wanted to be. Haven't worked out in a week. But that 5 a.m. alarm came way too late. Dude. Dude, my alarm is set at 7.30, and I wake I wake, I wake, wake up before my alarm every day. Wait, I got to tell James a story real quick. Okay. Yeah, no, no, go. So, yes, okay, what? so yesterday, DJ is, uh, is, is voice messaging me. Yeah. Um, and he's like, hey, bro, uh, you coming in to uh, work out? You know, I'm like, yeah. Like, like you know, overly excited. Yeah, yeah. Like, super pumped up. Yeah. Hey, got you lined up for the 9 a.m. Saturday morning class. And I was like, uh, on, bro. And I was like trying to find like the world's best meme to be like, you know, I'm going to podcast with Gina and Brooke on Friday. <laughs> pretty sure it's I'm probably not, not going to happen. Sure I'm not going to make the 9 no, a.m. He class. told me the same you know, thing. You know what he goes? He goes, so 10 a.m., right? And I'm like. No, no, he told I'll, me. I'll get there when I get there. No, this is what he told me. He texted me this morning and he said, hey, uh, yeah, you know, Steve's in town. Uh, uh, he really wants to partner up with you on the 10 a.m. <laughs> and I go, he does not. I've already talked to him. That is you. Facts. Yes, 100%. Yeah. And I was like, what are you trying to do to me? There's no way I'm making it to the 10 a.m. tomorrow. Absolutely not. He And he looked at me like, because I went in there today after I dropped um, Brooke off and he was like, so, so you're drinking with them today, huh? And I was like, yeah. Duh. It's, it's like, well, <laughs> yeah. what else would I do yeah. tonight with him? And he was <laughs> like, you doing? he was like, oh, okay. And then he tried to get Marcus in on this whole thing. Like, uh, you know, Gene doesn't drink anymore, right? And I was like, she doesn't drink anymore, but she also doesn't drink any less either. <laughs> Anybody who would hear that would be like, nah, Complete, that's yeah. bullshit. Hey, that sounds boring. Boring. <laughs> We're not here for boring. Oh, my God. Oh, okay. fuck. Um, why do I have the mic? <laughs> because we're sharing one, and I'm just, I, know, I, I thought you were, like, taking the helm. Honestly, um, don't my drunk already? I the, think you are. Don't you have the mic because you're the host? Is, that <laughs> Is this another drunk podcast? Oh, mm. no. Hmm. Our second drunk podcast, hundred percent, is not. If it is, I will definitely uh, come back to talk about my own fupa. If that <laughs> happens, you know I'm drunk. 
nobody out there wants to hear about how you have a fupa. I know, which is exactly what you, this is. This is why I didn't want to talk about it. But you know what? It was a genuine uh, thought that I wanted to, to ask you about. And I shut it down because I could just hear you in my head being like, oh, we can't. Uh. You don't have a fupa. <laughs> well, it's kind of bullshit. It's kind of bullshit. I agree. Totally agree. Yeah. Second that. Okay, so let's let's ask Steve what he does. Steve, that's what we're doing. We're here today, one, to bring you guys someone other than ourselves, mm. and someone pretty extremely sure they're here for interesting. You, they're here for you guys. Extremely interesting, and we love Steve Rubio, and he has an incredible job that maybe like amongst you or who you work with and like the industry you're in, it's not like a. Mm, to us, it's like it's a glamour. It's like a, right. it's. It's very cool. No, I, I get it. I get it. And sometimes, like, I find myself, um, because normally I'm amongst my peers and yeah. the guys on the team and other scouts, GMs, coaches, whatever, and, like, it's a small circle, and we don't really think about it. But um, yesterday I was actually at Grace's Meet the Teacher, and this, this other dad in there was wearing an Oklahoma hat, and I was like, oh, Oklahoma, huh? I love Norman. And he was like, oh, you been there? And I was like, yeah, I scouted there for, like, four years straight. He was like, what? What do you do? I said, oh, I'm a scout for the 49ers. And he was like, I've never met one of you before. <laughs> like, like I was an alien or something, like, getting blasted down by, you know, from a UFO. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I hear sometimes. But wait, wait, yeah. was that like a, like a, you had to, like, go as a dad and, like, tell your job? No, it was just meet oh. the teacher. She starts school on oh, Monday. Oh, meet the teacher. Yeah, okay. So I thought it was, like, one of those things, like, where, like, all the dads go oh, in, like, like career t- day? Yeah, and he was like, no, oh, I'm no. just a janitor. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, janitors are very important. A hundred percent. But I'm not laughing because at the job of a janitor, I'm correct. laughing at the idea of like, you know, oh, I'm just a janitor because Gina said it like that. Well, no, I just feel like clarifying. the clarifying. Okay. okay. Even though anyone listening already knows that, you know, sometimes shit I say might offend many people, which is why those people don't listen to this podcast. <laughs> well, no, I was just thinking like how embarrassing would it be like if you were at a, a school function and you were having to like be like tell everybody you know this is my dad my dad you know you know what would happen it'd be, it would be it would be the ex- <laughs> Steve would go first you know what I mean and the guy next is like I gotta follow that yeah, how many people no would, like, I would <laughs> no I would I would lie yeah, Homer I would 100 percent lie I'd be like. Oh, yeah, out. Oh, yeah. Totally. I am the Secretary of Defense <laughs> <laughs> because you know the kids don't they don't know, don't know. Yeah. they don't know. Yeah. Oh my god! Oh shit! Then the next dad just sweating, Sweat. just sweaty palms, like fuck. Yeah, it, it's a uh, his kids like dressed up in like a similar like work outfit. <laughs> the blue button up shirt, like a mechanic with the name patch. <laughs> Dude, I want one of those shirts. I have one. You do? Yeah. So my first year with the team was when Jim Harbaugh was coaching here, and uh, he had this whole, like, um, blue-collar, hard-hat mentality, bring your lunch pail to work every day. Yeah. So once you earned it, you got a, a blue-collar shirt. Oh, and they stop. And they are light blue. I, I actually wore it when we played in the Super Bowl in 12. I wore it with a sport coat over, over it. Dude, that's sick. But it's a button-up, light blue shirt. With the pa- the white patch yeah. with the black writing and it says rubes on it. And you that's awesome. It. Yeah. I almost feel like it's like a, a bowling shirt. 
Correct. Yes. But light blue. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. Light blue. Light blue. Uh, cotton. Have, have you ever been in a bowling league? No. I have. Yeah. How was it? Not good. <laughs> we were the youngest people in it, and uh, we were the worst. And so I think at the end, uh, my ex and I were so bad that we got a skunk trophy. Because <laughs> you stunk? <laughs> yeah. My parents were in a bowling league. My mom is a fucking shark at bowling, I believe dude. It. Oh my! It's, it's Your so mom's a savage. It's so irritating. Like the last, uh, not I mean not the last time, but a couple times ago, I was home. Could have been around Christmas time. I don't fucking remember. But let's go bowling. We took the kids, me, me and my brother, all his kids, and Wait, my, and my mom. Your own balls. Yes, one. Hey, and just I had my own ball. Why'd you pull it away from me? <laughs> you know what you're doing. <laughs> hey, I had my own ball. She ball. has her ball in like this very, I mean, retro because it's retro, but like a baby blue bowling bag. I had that. Is that you, front? I had the same one. Yes. Like uh, baby blue and white. Yes. Yes. Dude, so sick. We went bowling and I'm not, I'm not good at bowling. Mm-hmm. I'm not bad. You like, are definitely not good at bowling. I don't need bumpers. <laughs> no, you don't. Wow. Neither <laughs> does my six-year-old. Congrats. You might. <laughs> Neither does my six-year-old. Um, and I get lucky. It's like I'll get lucky and I'll I'll strike, spare. And then many times it's like, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> that was supposed to hit a pin. A pin. It's Regardless, we go, we go bowling. My mom. She like she's just talking. Fuck, dude. My mom. She's just talking the whole time. Like I haven't been in so long, and I'm like not good at bowling, and blah blah blah. And then we get there, and I was like, oh, my mom. You'll do great, mom. You'll do great. Strike, strike, strike. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Like she got a turkey. You know what turkey is? No. That's three strikes, right? Oh, three strikes, you're out. You're- no. <laughs> <laughs> no. No, I think a turkey is like when you get three strikes in a row. Right? What do you get when you like six exactly in a row? Is. Fucking peacock? Because she was peacocking. Yeah, well, she should be. Not only was she throwing co- peacocks, throwing peacocks, she was peacocking. And I was like, okay, enough's enough, mummy. And that lady and gentleman is bowling 101 for y'all. <laughs> yeah. Cock, peacocking, and turkeys. Why not? It's what we do. <laughs> okay. To the good stuff. And this is the best part. We want, Steve's really going to like share so much about him and his job and how he got into it that the fact that me and Gina only have one mic to share, you won't even realize it. (laughs) Steve, give us a little synopsis of you, how old you are, where you, where you from, and what's your sign, what's your sign, uh, and how you got, how you got into being a scout. Uh, well, Steve Rubio, I'm originally born and raised in South Florida, um, Fort Lauderdale to be specific. Went to, uh, Party St. Town. St. Thomas Aquinas High School. And anybody that knows, anybody, anybody that knows football, it's, it's the powerhouse. Ooh. So every year we put out the stat, um, and I think last season we had 17 alumni on opening day rosters in the NFL. So 17 alumni from my high school. We're on an active NFL roster. Wow. And the next closest school had less than half, to give you an idea. So it's it's a bit of a machine. So the Bosa brothers went there. Uh, Major Wright went there. Brian Piccolo went there. Michael Irvin went there. Like, 
It's a, it, it's a powerhouse. We so met that's, him. That's we met Michael Irvin. Did you? Yes. Let's wow. not actually tell the whole. Experience. We will not tell oh, the experience. <laughs> I can we'll only tell imagine. you the entire I got experience. Some Michael Irvin stories. We'll off the tell you the entire. We'll tell you. Uh, my entire experience with Michael Irvin in private, but uh, incredible athlete. Let's just say this. <laughs> no, I will say this. I will say this. Hopefully you don't get mad at me. Whoa. But there was a point at, in the night that I had to tell him that we were lesbians and that uh, she was in my room. Sounds about right. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, uh, Michael Irvin, hopefully you don't listen to this podcast. <laughs> The best part was like, I didn't know who he was. I had no idea. Even better. That makes it even better. He was just dressed in all white. Just, no, with like. Just bedazzled. Bedazzled out. gold shirt. Where were you guys at? I was in. Uh, the All-Star. I was doing the All-Star, uh, the softball game for. Oh, just recently. The fundraising. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And okay. he was there. And uh, he took a liking. She excused herself. <laughs> and we went to the. <laughs> she, we went to the elevator. and it, Shocker. And it was like. Um. I don't know. I feel like it was like something like in Terminator. Are you telling the story? Well, not really. No, I'm not. Okay. So we, (laughs) we left the party and we were in, uh, in the elevator and it was like, all of a sudden this arm just like shoots through and it was like, he ran, he must've ran. And this arm shoots through the elevator and it's like all like we thought, you know, we were going up and all of a sudden it's like, And then he walks in, and he was a little, you know, smitten, a little smitten. I'll just say that. And so as we're going up, uh, we get to our floor, and he comes out, and he just wanted to make sure that Brooke was okay. Mm. And so then I went around the corner with her sister, and her sister goes, are you going to help her? (laughs) Dude, I seriously, I'm thinking like, where did my friend? Where, where did my friends go? And I literally you left, you left me alone. They, take no, the literally tonight. left me. They, my sister and Gina left no. me, and I'm like, and, and I was band a, of brothers. But I was around sometime. the corner. We were around the corner from the elevators. I was just like waiting for her, and then her sister looks at me and she goes, "Are you gonna help her?" And I was like, "I mean, I kind of feel like she can help herself, but also, which is true, you're, you're her sister." Maybe you should help her. And so then I was like, I mean, I guess. And so I walked back around the corner and I was like, hey, um, she's you know, me. she's with me. <laughs> <laughs> it is and true. Then, and then <laughs> leaving out s- some small details, but only because it's, you know, yeah. because I can. Yep. Right. And so then I just looked at him and I was like, hey, she's with me. She's staying in my room. And I grabbed her and he was like, oh, okay. I was like, bye. And then we're walking down the hall like, okay, pretend to go into this room. <laughs> pretend to go into this room. So he doesn't know what room we're in. Yeah. Who would have thought that me talking about alumni from my high school would lead to this kind of story? <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not surprised one bit. All right, hey, continue with your story. Okay, yeah, oh, yeah. so uh, so after that I went to, to UCF where I uh, um, became a student manager at a young age. I was like 17 years old. Started working there, did four years with the team, and that's kind of like where I had always loved football, like from day one. Like always was my passion. Um, kind of got that from my mom. Like my dad, not a big football guy. He was more into cars and music, but my mom um, was from upstate New York, and, and, and even growing up as a kid, she would always have games on. So that's kind of what started my, my love for Like my first ever 
NFL game was a Dolphins-Jets game in, in Miami with my mom, and I remember it so well. Um, you know, because anybody that knows football knows that the Jets fans are just total assholes. So I remember being there like an eight-year-old kid and, like, hearing words I'd never heard before. And uh, that's kind of how it all started was with mom. Um, so then in college um, – Usually on, you know, Thursday nights in college towns, that's when you go out and rip it and drink double vodka sodas and hang out with your pals and, right, you know, right. tie one on real nice. But That's right. Um, I had gotten to know some of the coaches from being out at practice and helping out as a young student that um, one of them who wound up being my mentor, Jim Bernhardt, invited me um, on Thursday nights to come do like film breakdowns with him. So I'd go in there after practice, stay there for like four or five hours with him and watch tape and that's kind of what lit my fire in in terms of becoming a coach. And from that point on, I didn't really have a college life. Like I I sacrificed all that typical party mentality to, you know, put in work because it was a dream and it was something I loved. So I got fortunate. And right when I, before I even graduated, the head coach offered me a full-time position on the staff. So here I was like 21 years old as a, uh, a graduate assistant coach at UCF down in Orlando. Um, That's crazy young. Yeah, right? yeah, I started really early, yeah. um, which is good. I mean, uh, I don't know. I'm just asking. It, it is. Yeah. It is. Um, so I did that for a year, and then we had somebody that ran the recruiting department leave, and I had kind of helped him out some, and that was like a full-time, full-paying job, not just a you know, paid graduate assistant job. So I went and did that at 22, and then uh, randomly got a call from the University of Tennessee, um, who's in the SEC, like big-time program. They called me out of the blue um, and said they they had heard a lot about me and were interested in, in bringing me in as a uh, director of player personnel, I think it was. So I went there for three seasons, unbelievable time there. And then uh, when, when scouts come in, so as a scout, yes, your main objective is to project a, an athlete to where he his potential can be and where you think his fit is in terms of the draft and your team. But the other side of it is not just the athletic side, but we're like we're like private investigators too. Is that like Moneyball? Um no, that's a whole great movie. Right, great. Love great you, movie. Br- love you, Brad. Wrong Brad, sport. If you're Wrong sport, but yeah. 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 Brad, if you're Brad, listening. If you're listening. Yeah. Great oh movie. Brad, if you're listening, remember I named my period after you. <laughs> oh, I don't know if he's listened to that one. Gina, Gina named her period Brad Pitt, so it make her enjoy it a bit more. It makes sense. One hundred percent. It makes sense. me feel so stupid that I didn't even think of that. I've been feeling empty since I have not had a period. period. <laughs> yeah. I haven't had one for like six years, wow. so I've been very, feeling very Bradless. Brad Bradless. Yeah. Brad Can withdraws. I name? I'll name mine Brad. Brad Pitt. That's bullshit. Um. You should go like Jason Momoa or something. I mean, great name. Right? And human. Uh, I'm on my Jason Momoa right now. Dude. <laughs> Could I be will, worse. You know what? I am. Hey, I'm stating it right now. My period, which I'm actually on right now. None of you are surprised that I'm telling you or that I'm on it. Uh, I'm not pregnant. Woo! Um, <laughs> it, Jason Momoa. Mm. Jason Momoa. 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 <laughs> Jason Momoa. Hey, you guys, Jason came. If I just call, if I just said Jason, it's Jason's like which here. Jason? Jason is here. Jason's Jason, here. It could very easily be Jason. Hey, funny story. Too. I want to segue into the story. Sorry again, taking over your story. No, you're good. Um, recently, was with a guy, and uh, <laughs> like how recent, Gina? What are we talking? Like two nights ago, and 
Yeah. And had, oh, hi. Had sex and, um, Congrats. He said, hey, Gina. Yeah, hey, thank Congrats you. Congrats on the sex. He said, hey. I'm just happy you're having sex. Yeah, he goes, hey, Gina, you're, uh, you're, I think you're bleeding. And I was like, hey, don't worry. I think it's, you know, it's not from the inside. And then he was joking about, like, if we had a kid. And I said, well, if, uh, if we did, it'd be like that one egg that was hanging on for, like, five years. And it probably wouldn't come out okay. So, it. Just, like, you're the one egg. Yeah, the the one egg that like was half just. Half egg. <laughs> Stage five clinger. Yeah. <laughs> we got a stage five clinger. Yes. All Dude, right, so. I just picture like that one egg. Oh hi. Our boys are here. Hi. Hello. If you're wondering Maggie's barking because we're we're doing our podcast outside. And Maggie sorry, hang on. Maggie, shut the fuck up. <laughs> no, DJ and Marcus just got here. Um I'm talking about your egg. Yeah. Your egg. I don't see... I'm not going to say eggs. She has one egg left. I just picture this egg in there just like... Just hanging on for dear life. Just like, uh, you know... The Jason born of eggs. Like a a rock climber with an incredibly strong grip and has just like wedged its fingers and like... One survivor. He's like Marcus Luttrell of eggs. (laughs) Yes. In there like, I'm not going... I'm not leaving. No. You know what it would be? It would be like that guy from 127 Hours who got caught between the rocks and had to, like, slice off his own arm or something. That's my egg. That would be, like, the last egg. Like, I'm just going to cut half of it off. Just let go. Except for the fact that he cut off his hand so he could leave. Instead, he cut off, like, you know, his your egg cut off the foot to let go. But it, it the rest of the rest of your egg was like, I'm comfortable in here. <laughs> it's cozy in here. Might stay here a while. Okay. Cut off, cut off just enough that you don't have a period, but it's like ha ha ha. <laughs> One day, so I just had half an egg. <laughs> Gina gets pregnant. That's a chromosomal problem. Problem. Gina gets pregnant at fifty. Gina gets pregnant at fifty-one. Oh my! God. I thought I was in menopause. No, I thought I passed menopause. They're like, well, you know, sometimes. We get it wrong. <laughs> Maybe you were just hot. <laughs> For real. Was your heat on? Were you sitting on, was your heater, your seat heater in your car on? You thought you were in menopause, but actually, you're with a child. Oh, God. Hell no. What if you got pregnant right now? Um, I don't want to say it. From two nights ago. <laughs> Man, rough. Um, I'd have to raise it through, like, the second half of that baby's <laughs> life. <laughs> Uh, it's fucked well played it's fucked up but also you know what's funny me and Gina find stuff that probably a pretty large percentage of people find mm, taboo and fucked up to talk about I think it's we find it funny funny I find it refreshing we do we find it like we laugh at the when we're having like bad moments like our life's going bad something's going bad we find a way to laugh about it because suddenly it's still shitty. None, no, a laugh doesn't make it better. A laugh doesn't pay your bills. A laugh doesn't do anything. However, I like where this is going. A laugh doesn't pay your bills. <laughs> I wish it did because I laugh a lot. Um, but it does make the shittiness just yeah. feel a little bit like more. Uh, you, can you, you can handle it. You can handle it. Like you're going. 
Maybe you can't handle it, but uh, you're gonna. You know what I mean? Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast. Okay, hey, back to you, Steve. Yeah, so where, where was I? <laughs> Where was I before we went down a dark rabbit you hole? Were right talking, there. You were talking about um, you were I totally a lost full, track. A full time job. We started talking actual about paying job in Tennessee. You're moving to Tennessee. Yeah, so I moved to Tennessee, did that for three years. Um, and like I said, uh, most of what I do is like being a private investigator. Um, so when these scouts would come to visit both Central Florida and Tennessee, where I was, they you you try and find as many sources as you can to get the nitty gritty on each of these guys because they're they're. You know, they're big-time investments. These are million-dollar, you know, athletes and people that you want to make sure they're wired the right way and they're not running the streets and, you know, selling drugs. Doing and drugs. Yeah, yeah, all types of, of shit. Like, you, some some of the stories we have are, are unbelievable. I want to know, like, how you investigate. Like, do you, like, follow them? You, you just, you talk to as many people as you can. Um, okay. Even to the point where, um, like, for example, at, I can't say the school, but there's a, 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 a big-time college in the southeast, um, and we've gotten to become really good friends with the main owner of the local establishment there. Mm-hmm. So he gives us all like the the downright dirt. Like, hey, number eighty nine came in this weekend with two women and got into a fight and smacked one of them. Like, because what happens in a lot of these like small college towns is a lot of stuff gets kind of wiped under the rugs. And you right. never hear about it. Right. So you're just trying to find like as many people as you can to to learn about these guys because. Once you give them millions of dollars, the true colors are really going to come out, and you just want to make sure that they're not going to do something to to embarrass the team and the right. organization. Yeah. So you're trying to protect the team. Right. That, that's what we're always yeah. trying to do. So that's how I got to know so many NFL scouts, because they would come in and, and talk to me about those players I had at Central Florida and Tennessee, and then... Um, so on average, like, how many, how many times have you been scouting someone that you're like, nah... I, it probably happens like three to five times a year where like when we have our final meetings and they're like, who don't you want? And I'll have like, you know, three or four guys where I'm like, no fucking chance. Yeah. I don't want that guy. I don't care how great of a player he is. Like, no. And most of the time, like it all, it works out. Like very rarely does a guy have three years of a bad track record in college and then all of a sudden get a million dollars and clean up his act. Like, no, right. It, yeah. It goes no, it's going to, yeah, yeah, exactly. So, um, so yeah, so that's how I got to know so many NFL guys was them coming in and asking about our players. And then one year in 2012, um, I had like five different interviews with five different teams and, uh, San Francisco was kind of always the, uh, the best fit for me. I really enjoyed the people there. And that was, uh, yeah, shit. That was 10 years ago. This is my 10th training camp starting tomorrow. So it's been a, uh, it's been an unbelievable ride. It's a lot of fun. So crazy. It beats working for a living. I mean, I get paid to watch football. Doesn't suck. Yeah, I, you were talking about when you we were leaving the airport, kind of like uh, 
what you have coming up. You've got, you're going to all these colleges. You got to mm-hmm. go and you're going to scout. Yep. And I said to him, I was like, ah, oh, I would just love to be a fly on the wall, mm-hmm. like watching. Cause you know, this is obviously an assumption. <laughs> no scout ever came to see me. <laughs> you weren't scouted. But I wasn't scouted. I would have scouted you. Um, thanks, Steve. But, you know, you have scouts coming in. So if you're like a college player, it's like your dream is like to get scouted. Your dream is to get drafted. You know, how, I said, how cool is it to be you? Uh, power position. Yeah. To, you're you're a top man. Just power position. And, the, you know, uh, them, you, I said, I was like, they've got to be so like, excited. And you, and you said you're like, and nervous. Right, right. Um, as players. So like the bigger schools, like the Alabamas, the LSUs, the Georgias of the world, like there's guys like me in there every day so those guys are used to it it's these small schools where there's like one legit prospect and he knows you're all there looking at him those are like the interesting ones because you want to be out there and um like like some scouts look like they you know they're driving fucking nascar they got they got logos galore like the hat the shirt the shorts the shoes i usually just wear like a hat and like a polo shirt just trying to be somewhat incognito but once blending in you try to a little bit yeah but like you know they obviously know who you are, um, and it it's good because you're able to apply a little bit of pressure in that two-hour window when you're there at a practice, and you can kind of see how they handle themselves. Like, if they have a bad play, how do they bounce back? Like, how are they handle sub-mentally? You know, are they physically fit? Like, there's so many different um, elements involved with the whole process. So, What would fun. you – what what do you think would be, like, the like the the one thing that would stand out for someone – if they if you were scouting them like physically yeah uh with everything like their performance well, then it can't be one thing okay yeah. say how about one physical thing one mental thing their butt <laughs> so it's incredible fun. butts it's, it's, i guarantee it it's funny you incredible guy, butt that guy has a really great ass it's funny you say that cuz um, never bring us with you to scout cuz we'll be like oh yeah you want that one yeah, yeah and that one Oh shit! But uh, m- most of them. T- all, all, in fact, all of them. All of them. Yeah. Like, just, yeah. just bring the whole team. Give me all, give me all ninety. Yeah. <laughs> Debbie does Dallas all over again. Oh wait, we're not scouting for my pool boy. <laughs> oh, weird. Oh, pool boy. Weird. Um, it's funny you say that because that's that's part of the evaluation process. Is the first time I get a chance to get up on these guys in person, whether it's a practice, a game, whatever. We have to fill out a body type report, so I have to analyze their whole body, like head to toe. And you have to go into, you know, physical descriptions talking about legs and butts and arms. Shut and up. I swear to God. You're like, his promise. package looks really nice. So on those yeah, pants. yeah. Like, yeah. You, you have you have to analyze it all because um, when you're analyzing these bodies, the other part into it is you could see a guy who might have a big frame and he might bet like a lower level program where he hasn't really had good development because the weight, the strength conditioning program might be kind of subpar. So you're you're projecting like, hey, give this guy two years in an NFL program. Like what can we do? For, what can what can this program actually help? This right. guy needs more squats. More, yes, yeah, yes, it's true. So you're basically objectifying mm-hmm. all these players. Yeah, and and I I always usually talk about. It's funny you say the butts because that's a real thing, but we don't say like, oh, this guy's got a great butt. Um, <laughs> We, we 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 try to be a little bit more like PC in our talk, so we talk about like the bubble. Like, does he have the bubble? You know, so like that sounds PC. Well, well, I, mean, I mean, that like, makes that does make sense because you're thinking like, uh, I would as- assume, but having that 
and like certain development is like yes. you're I can I can see you and know how explosive you are yeah. how fast you yeah, are you're, you're, you're exactly right because mm-hmm. you can sometimes look like you look at these Olympic track athletes and how they're built with their their hamstrings and their bubble and like oh they got know. a shelf back there oh yeah you could yeah. you could rest a vodka double vodka soda hold the soda on <laughs> oh, it in a heartbeat yeah. you know wouldn't what I mean? mind that um, so that, that that's absolutely part of the deal because um, like especially with like running backs and 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 uh, other types of offensive skill players like you analyzing their bodies not just their butts but like their frames and their bone structure and like how their joints are structured that all goes into like injury prevention and everything too because if a guy is really frail looking and he's got no ass and like no mass on his bones at all like he's probably going to be more likely to get hurt so there's just there's so many different facets of what we do and looking and all that interesting yeah that makes a lot of sense do you look at things like um not just like muscle or joint or whatever, but even like length of forearms or width of shoulders or length of yeah. legs. So the main measurements in the NFL that we use are height, weight, hand size, arm length, and then wingspan. So the arm length is measured from the the start of the socket all the way down to the middle finger. We just long arms you I, a bet. Little, yeah, I create, bet you see some fuck wings well so so when you pegasus when you, out there when you got the one arm you can measure that easily but me not being like the largest human being known to man when they do wingspan and that's both arms out i usually have to have a guy like hold the tape like hey can you hold the tape down there for me because oh, i wow. can't i can't reach that far like yeah you're talking like 83 84 inch wingspans like just absolute I think because like you're supposed to be the same width as you are tall right uh, not there's we don't have or a like that's like formula. an that's like an idea of like that your yeah. wingspan would be it's how it, tall yeah. you are, but I imagine like elite athletes, you're just you 100 ungodly long. So I don't, yes. know, I don't know if you remember Javon Curse who played for the Titans forever, but his wingspan was so ungodly that he could go to like you know the bigger pool tables that they have the hall, and he was so long he could grab one end to the other. What? Wait, he could hold. Both ends of the of a pool of a, of a table. Pool table. Wow. His nick his nickname was the freak for a reason. How tall was he? He was like probably six oh five five, which is six five and a half, two hundred and seventy pounds. I think his arm length was like thirty four and a half, and his wingspan was like eighty five. Oh my just God. absolute a specimen. Yeah, and he was a freak show playing. Wow. Mm-hmm. Can you? <laughs> I know. I know where Gina's mind's going. <laughs> Can you imagine what well, he could do if the wings at the top long? and the bottom? The he could be he could be rubbing your Can feet, you massage <laughs> my head and my feet. He could rub your feet, time. rub your head, and <laughs> I was gonna say and eat your pussy at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> rub your feet, rub your head, and just lick your pussy, and that is sounds incredible. For one, nice um, little, nice little Friday night, and a uh, that is an is a multitasker. Mm-hmm. We can't hear you. Mm, Marcus yes. is asking about bell peppers. Cucumbers, avocado. Would it be cliche of me to say that Javon Curse was excellent in the box? No, <laughs> no, it makes it way better. Do you know what do you know what in the box means? No. In, in the box is a football term. They talk about anything. In between the tackles is within the box. Okay. So he was excellent within the box. He was excellent within the box. Um, so did you play sports growing up? Yeah. Yeah. What did you play? Uh, hockey, baseball, football. Played football all the way up until high school. Tried to walk on at Central Florida as a freshman, but I'm five six and you know 
I look nothing like the guys I scout. So it's actually hilarious because I have I have the most critical job, and it's like I can crush people's dreams and tell somebody they're not good enough for things that I don't possess. Like, oh, that guy's not tall enough. And I'm like, I'm not tall enough either. <laughs> You're like, hey, man, yeah. I get it, though. Yeah, I get it. I feel you, bro. <laughs> so... If it makes you feel any better. I wasn't good enough either. I wasn't good hey, maybe enough Maybe you'd be either. a hell of a scout. You're like, hey. And you guys just like hug and cry together. Yeah. 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 A little bit. Yeah, yeah, sometimes. Oh, my gosh. Can you tell us like, um, without obviously, without like names or anything specific at all, like what's some of the, a couple of stories, like maybe the craziest things you've experienced while out scouting? Hmm. I mean, it's, it's a... Uh, you know, you asked earlier about, like, the schedule of it all um, when we were driving from the airport. And uh, it's a different college town every single night, um, usually Sunday through Friday, and then games on weekends where I don't have my daughter. Um, I mean, you you see it all. Just sometimes where you have to park and walk into the game, like, you you know, college life, just mind-blowing stuff. Um, what's a good scouting story? You know all about that, huh, Gina? What? College life? <laughs> Are you making fun of me for not going to college? That seems rude. Uh, I didn't graduate from college. I mean, neither did I. No, you didn't. Look at you now, though. Look at us. Hey, look at us. Hey, look at us now. I'm just killing it at life. Hey, look at 100%. us. I went to the University of Utah. Go Utes. Great. Go Utes. You're welcome. Uh, great football program. He, and like I, so funny because like I think about like Who what was I, the coach there when you were in school was it Urban was it Urban Meyer there then yes and that, was Alex Smith the quarterback oh no no, no after that was after yeah Alex Smith that was when I wasn't I wasn't there yet you weren't there yet okay. but I did love when Alex Smith when he was playing for the Niners Here, here's a good story and I, then I will say this and Alex I've Smith, never I'm, I've never once I have no. Uh, I enjoyed him playing, and when you guys, when was he hurt when uh, Kaepernick Kaepernick played, mm-hmm. and then Kaepernick would play, and I fucking hated it. Yeah, I did. Totally different style of football. I hated it. I was like, I I I, I liked Alex Smith one because he went to the Utah, U, yeah, but also you know which I'm, is Miami, I'm from right? Miami, yeah, okay, yeah. Uh, the, the hair in the Utah. back of my neck sticks up a little bit when you <laughs> said the U. Wait a second. Oh, the Mormons? <laughs> nah, bro. Sorry. Utah. Mm. Go Utah. I, I, did, I did really enjoy watching him play. He played with um, uh, Tommy Hackenbrook, which is was my first CrossFit oh, coach. Oh, no shit. Yeah. yeah. Small world. Yeah. Wow. Tommy was in, from what I understand, I obviously didn't get, I didn't watch him play. Right. But hell of an athlete. What's Tommy doing now? Mm, not necessarily sure. The last time I... Spoke with him. He was in Vegas. He's married, uh, remarried, and he had been on the that TV show with Stone Cold Steve Austin. The uh, uh, what was it called? Stone Cold Truth. No, it was like where they were out, literally in the middle of nowhere, like doing basic shit up. No, oh, it, was survival it was stuff. Wasn't it, it? it was like um, it was it was physical, and it was oh, what was it called? They had like put people head to head and had to like I know, okay. battle basically yeah, yeah. and like now you have um The Rock's new show. What's what's the Rock show where they have uh Titan? Clash 
Titan? Titan Games. Titan Games. Clash of the Titans. Clash of the Titans. Titan Games. But I will say, I stand behind this, and I love The Rock. Same here. Dude, I love him. I've been, I've said for so long, I was like, like my goal in life, among many goals, one of my goals in life is like, I want to be the female version of The Rock. But Stone Cold Steve Austin, dude. Pretty dope, too. Yes. And did you ever watch um, wrestling? Of course. Dude, I loved Stone Cold and I loved Diamond Dallas Page. Mm. <laughs> diamond did, Cutter, baby. Dude, the Diamond Cutter, baby. So, so you know you know, The Rock went to Miami and his yes. he's got a home in South Florida. So he went to, uh, The U. The real U. <laughs> um, but I, I came back from my freshman year in college at this gym in, in uh, West Fort Lauderdale. 10 minutes from his house. He worked out at the same gym for me, as me for like a year and a half. Swear to God. You saw him there all the time? Yeah, so I was a huge fan, so... Wait, The Rock did? Yeah, yeah. Shut Dwayne up. Dwayne The Rock Johnson. So here we are one day. It's like 12 o'clock. This gym was called Get Psyched. It's no longer there anymore um, in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. And yeah, you asked me if I was a wrestling guy. Like, I had the t-shirts, the whole thing. So... I always wore this shirt when I went to the gym because it was, like, super tight and made my guns look kind of big. So on the front it said, finally the Rock has come back to, and on the back it said Fort Lauderdale. I got it during, like, Monday Night Raw one year, right? So that was, like, one of my favorite workout shirts. So he would be in there, and, like, I just randomly threw the shirt on one day. And here we are, like, I got my headphones on. He's got his headphones on. We're walking by each other. I have his sh- one of his fucking shirts on. You know, and we're not making eye contact because, in my opinion, I'm like, okay, this guy gets approached a gazillion times a day. Like, yeah, I'm a fan. This guy's amazing, but I'm just going to let him do shit. I'm not going to bug him. Right. So, after working out, like, at the dumbbell racks together for, like, 45, 50 minutes, he walks over as he's about to leave, pulls his headphones down, and sticks out his hand. No. And I'm like, "Uh," and he's like, hey, brother, appreciate the support. I love and I, that. And I was like, holy cow, like, absolutely. And he played at Miami, so we started talking about, like, Miami Hurricanes football, basketball. It was actually during the uh, NCAA tournament one year where Miami had kind of made a deep run. So we started talking about that. From that point on, every time I was in there, he would come up to me, and we would talk for, like, two, three minutes. That's and, so cool. And, like, the cool. people would be, like, looking at me like, who's this guy? Right. Who's this little yeah, Cuban guy talking clout. to the Rock? Yeah, for sure. Unbelievable man. Huge fan. God, I want to meet him. He's so cool. He seems like the coolest. Such a nice guy. Because I uh, never met him, obviously, but we were talking about my period, Jason Momoa. Right. Um, Jason. I'm so glad I got that under. A hundred. Putting that on my resume. A hundred percent. Major um, achievements named Brooke Ence's so period. So I, I spent, <laughs> yes, I spent time, I named Brooke Ence's period. I spent time with Jason when I was doing uh, the Justice League and Wonder Woman. Yeah, because he was Aquaman. Yes. And he seems so dope. He is the coolest. And he, I love. He's a Harley guy. Yes. Guinness guy. I drank my first Guinness ever with Jason on St. Patty's Day at some bar in England. That's cool. Um, He's the, he's exactly how you would think he is in person as he is on. Very down to earth. He's so down to earth. He is the coolest. Jason, I know you're not listening to this, but hey man, miss you. Also, you are the coolest. Coolest.
He's got coolest. His own, you know he's got his own like clothing line with Harley yeah. Davidson now. Yeah. So dope. So dope. And his wife's a total rocket too. One hundred percent. Oh my His gosh. kids are the most beautiful things ever. I believe it. Oh my god. Have you gosh. seen that show C that he's got? Yes. Have you seen that show? Yes. C? Yeah. Yes. Have you seen C? I'm so excited for the second season. It comes out in a couple weeks. Yes. Right? Here, hold this mic and talk in it. I'm gonna drink. Okay. Gonna drink. Okay. No, I got to I got to meet Jason. Because yes, oh that's cool. And what, did he, you go to the premiere or something? So well, so she had. Uh, this is when she was filming. So it was what 2016, and I was a huge a Game deal. of Thrones fan. And she had texted me, and she was like, "Yeah, she's like uh, the guy that's playing Aquaman is Jason Momoa." And I was like, "Oh my god, it's uh, I can't remember his name, Kalal, Kalal, or something like that in uh, yeah. Game of Thrones." Um, and I was like, "Oh my god, I love that guy." I fucking love that guy. And so when I get to London, I uh, went to the hotel and then I get driven in a car down to the Warner Brothers studio and Brooke is doing her, uh, uh, open workout. no, yeah, open workout. But what was, it was, uh, I can't remember which one it was. Uh, wall balls. Yeah, it was something. So I, I walk, I walk into, this is how cool this guy is. I walk in to the Warner Brothers, uh, gym and Brooke's getting ready to do her thing and so you know I say hi and she's doing her thing Jason Momoa like a god has his shirt off walks up to me and he's like hey Gina Jason nice to meet you I heard a lot about you and I was just like this like (laughs) 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 oh oh, yeah I mean oh Jason oh nice to meet you too like totally trying to pull it off like I have no idea who he is and I just, he was the nicest guy. That's cool. That's the most, st- econ- like, yeah. yeah. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful human. Man, right? Jesus. He's even, like, yeah. more beautiful in person. I, I believe Oh, it. my God. I believe it. No, I, so I met, I met a lot of cool people, but uh, Henry Cavill, Cavill, I never knew how to pronounce the last name, uh, mm, Superman, he, I became friends with some of these very high profile people because of the love for fitness and, and health. So when I was out there, I was in the gym every day, obviously doing like when I was doing Wonder Woman stuff, but I was training and Jason would come in and then we would train And every, every open workout that I completed at the Warner brothers gym, he would, he'd want to be there and he would just he to cheer me on. That's the whole dope. time. And it was so sick. And like Henry would come in and train not as not as often. I saw Jason almost every day. So and we were the only like two Americans that were there. And we had similar humor and we were ridiculous. And we became homies. That's cool. And Gina got in that day and I told her, I was like, Hey, we're gonna go to dinner. I didn't tell her who all was going, and I was like, We're gonna go to dinner. Um, oh, what are you doing? She literally just got off the plane. Like, just got in, like, long-ass travel. Yeah, yeah. And we went out. We went to dinner. It was me, her, Jason. Um, cousin Damien. Damien and Ray. Ray Fisher, who played Cyborg. Yeah, also yeah, incredible yeah. human. Oh, my God. Incredible Very human. Nice. And we went out, went to this really wonderful restaurant. And then uh, and then me and Gina took everyone to a uh, club, a bar. Shocker. Yeah, and had a great time. But it was so funny because Gina was like, "Wait, who who are we going with?" And I was like, "Oh yeah, we're going with uh, my friend Ray." Jason. I was like, "I was like, we're gonna go to dinner." I'm like, we're, "Um, me, Ray, we're gonna, and Jason's gonna come." And so she's like, just gets to London, and it's like she's like, 
like how I said Jason Momoa or Momoa. Wait, who's coming? Just Momoa. Just beautiful humans with like incredible personalities and just so down to earth. But see, like, like in, in retrospect, um, I hope I used that the right way. The Tito's yeah. is talking. No, you didn't. Gina, it's your fault. I know you're. Re- um, you're welcome. But you got to befriend those people, and like you just see them as as friends and peers, like very similar. When I'm walking around the locker room, and Jimmy Garoppolo like throws an arm around me and just kind of BSing, or you know George Kittle, like you name it, like right. it's, it's kind of the same thing, and you kind of lose perspective of that sometimes you're like wow this is pretty fucking cool it's really fucking cool but they're also just like real people yeah yeah like normal people which is it's 100 i uh hadn't so i did wonder woman i saw henry there i did that was wonder woman though what was her name gail uh gail ghetto yeah how was she or gal ghetto ghetto. very very nice beautiful sweet sweet woman yeah this is how i met gal ghetto we're in Italy and she's looking down. She's opened a window and she's like yelling down to Brooke. And Brooke's like, This is my friend Gina. And she was like, Hi, Gina. It's so nice to meet you. And I was like, Hi. And I was like, Oh my God. Like, I, I'm like meeting all these celebrities. It's like the craziest thing. They're like also, I mean, for the most part, pretty normal. Mm-hmm. Some of them were very, very nice. Some of them were like exactly how you would expect them to be. Yeah. I met Gal <clears throat> I, I kind of not in passing. Um, but I knew what kind of person she was when this happened. I was on set cause I would, I'd would be on set and I can't remember if it, I think it may have been the, mm, I don't know if it was the, where were we the justice league or if it was wonder woman, but I hadn't seen her. Like I, I, I was with the Amazons. I would see some people that would come to the gym every day, but not everyone who, don't you mean the Amazons were with you? They were, that's what I meant. Nailed it. Um, I was walking on set. They were filming, and she was in there. I'd met her one time, and she remembered my fucking name. That's cool. Yeah. That's cool. And she knew my name. You know how many, like, I meet a lot of people. I am terrible with names. Terrible. And I do remember some, like, some new people that I would mm-hmm. meet, but, like, that was definitely, like, it felt good, and it was, like, I would never expect you to remember me ever. And she knew my name, and she was very wonderful and so sweet um we were at the movie premiere we i wish me and gina were at the movie premiere i was i was at the movie premiere for mm, it it may have even been for well i went to that but it was like i hadn't seen any of these people because i don't like see them you know i talked to ray we're friends um i don't like talk to henry i don't like see jason or talk to jason but i hadn't seen them or talked to them forever and i think it was a justice league movie premiere and I was walking in on the on the red carpet, and Henry was, well, him and Jason bolted the same thing. And this is what's so wonderful about like you you meet these people, and you see you don't see them for a long time, but then you run back into them, and they they know who you are, and yeah. they like, want to interact same with you. People, right? And I remember I was up kind of next, but Henry was in front of me, and he was literally in the middle of an interview, and he stopped the interview. To come over and give me a big hug. I didn't see. I hadn't seen him in a very long time. And Jason, same thing. I was walking out, and you know, he's like, he's just a big, funny, like lover. And he like he bounces around, moves around. We give gives me a big, huge hug. I hadn't seen him for so long, but I haven't met a a ton of these high status celebrity actors or whatever. But the few that I've met, um, that I had a 
a extremely good experience with that continues and that's a very it's very cool yeah that's cool and i feel like it'd be the exact same thing with any like high level status like athlete mm-hmm. that gets constant so many people grabbing at no, you and wanting you but you're just a person and within that like you said like you're scouting and you're trying to like you're trying to notice all the little things about people that if the second they get fame is it going to react? make them better or is it going to make them worse? 100%. Because it's not just them being them. It's them representing you, For sure. your team, For sure. your your coworkers, like the whole organization, yeah. sponsors, everything. That's very important. Yeah, because like I always tell people, um, we can miss on like a, a player and what he is as an athlete and like how his NFL career on the field um kind of happens like we we can miss on that like that's that's forgivable from the bosses and the higher powers like because it's going to happen there's there's not exact science to it like guys are these first round draft picks every single year and sometimes they just don't pan out but where you get in trouble and where scouts lose their jobs is when you scout a guy and sign off on him and be like i i love this person yeah this is like 100 percent. and he comes in he's a total douche canoe and you know he spends all his money on blowing hookers and you know before you know it He's he's in ESPN, you know, articles every single week. So that's where we really can't miss is in terms of the person. So that's where we're really getting to know these people. Is there? Huge. Sorry, I have one question. Is there one player that you can think of that you passed on that you were like, oh man, I sh- we should have gotten that guy. I mean, hindsight, yeah, but like at the time, it always yeah. kind of feels right. Right. Hindsight for sure. I mean, there's guys. I wish I would have done a better job scouting that were in my area. Um, but to sit there like every single draft and be like, man, like, yeah, you think about it sometimes, but you can't, you know, in, in the moment you, you feel like you made the right decision. I feel like if it was me, you'd be like, they went to a different team. You're like, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, you're welcome. Yeah, you I me. did that for you. You owe me. You owe me dinner, bro. <laughs> yeah. Um, you will. I have one more question. Okay. One more question. How long, someone who is a scout, what's like a typical mm, time frame that you'd you'd be like actively working? Or like, do you find, do you see that like there'll be new scouts coming in that maybe, because I feel like 10 years with the Niners, like, that's an incredible it's feat. A, that's yeah, like, it's it, like really, it's really awesome. It's pretty rare. Um, to be with an organization that long, I, I feel fortunate. Like, I, I don't want to be anywhere else. I've had, I was telling Kolbs earlier, like, I've had chances to leave, but our ownership and our management's so good that um, anytime I have other opportunities, they usually go above and beyond, like, you know, not my asking price, but what my true value is. So, um, yeah, it's tough because um, this is a dog-eat-dog world business. Yeah. And if you don't produce and you're missing on guys and, and not getting things right, like, you're out the door. The shelf life's really tough because originally I wanted to coach, but, like, coaching shelf life, two, three, Even four more? years, Even that's shorter. it. You're fired, Even right? shorter. So I've been really fortunate because I've been through um, two different general managers, four different head coaches, um, and I guess I'm doing a good job because they – keep giving me more money and better areas to scout so i don't know um yeah you, you gotta you gotta perform you gotta produce otherwise you're uh you're gonna get left but yeah 10 years uh this year for me is not something i ever fathom and i always make the joke because you know obviously being single and divorced and all that so you know 10 years i'm like what commitment issues what are you talking about? <laughs> 
well, you hey, said I had commitment issues. You know, it's funny. It's like we're all divorced, all yeah. three of us. Yeah. This is a divorce party. We should do a divorce podcast. We should. We should also. We've been saying we wanted to do a. When I got divorced, we were wanting to do a divorce party. We've talked about our. We were going to plan a divorced party. We well, guys haven't. Done and that we've yet? had people me- email in like, "Can I please have an invite to your divorced party?" <laughs> that would be a good time. We need a. Th- you guys. Hey, if you guys would destination divorce party. If we did, if somewhere. we did a destination divorce party and we kind of put everything together, and we could sell spots to come to the divorce party, would you go? Would you want to come? I really feel like anybody would do anything you guys put on just to come be with <laughs> the two. I'm like, are we gonna like, cry the whole there? time? Yeah. No, dude. No, we're, we're gonna, gonna party. be. We're gonna yuck oh. yuck. We're gonna party and we're gonna yuck yuck. Okay. And we're gonna like so like bring your overalls and bring if you are in fact divorced and you still have your wedding dress. I've been. Oh yes. Yes, I've been wanting. Do I still have my suit for my wedding? Dude, I think so I've been saying I wanted to like wear my. I still have my wedding dress. It's at my mom's Do house. You really? Yes. And I'm like, I want to wear it and like run through a field. No. Like Braveheart, and I want all my all my friends just light me up with paintballs. Paintball. I was gonna say no, it was paintballs for sure. No, I'm gonna run in it, and you guys are just gonna fucking just light me up with paintballs. I'm I'm in. Sign yeah. me up. Sign me up. All right, divorce party. Hey, you guys, thanks for listening or watching. So Steve, thank Rubio. you, Steve, so, so much. Appreciate you guys. Uh, thanks for being a guest because. Anyone listening or watching is like, please, God, get a guest. Yeah, get somebody. <laughs> somebody. We're sick of hearing these two old biddies. Well, one old biddy. Old biddies. I'm almost 32. Um, Hey, guys, don't forget to like and subscribe. Like and subscribe. I also rate, rate review, review, subscribe. Five star, five star rating, five star, five star warning, warning, and we'll talk to you guys next week. Bye. Have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast.